Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today we're speaking to Barbie Ingle from the International Pain Foundation about how performance and creativity can promote charities and good causes. Thank you so much for coming to speak to me today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and to share. And I think that this is going to be a great episode. So if you're listening, keep listening closer. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. So uh, would you mind telling uh, our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm Barbie Ingle and I'm a chronic pain patient. And through my health journey, I started a nonprofit foundation and or I helped start it. And um, I've published nine books. And um, over the last six years, I have created three songs. And uh, they're all used to help motivate the chronic pain community and help society better understand what we go through as pain patients. That's such a worthy message and such a good cause. And it's, it's lovely how uh, creativity can be used to put across such an important message. Absolutely. It, it really is something when you do become chronically ill, you feel like you've lost freedom and you feel like you've lost creativity. I used to quilt and um, I used to also be a dancer and a cheerleader. And I think that uh, music and being able to create has been something that I just found a new way. I was never a creator of music until I uh, went on this journey with with chronic pain, but it was a new outlet and a new way to be creative and put something out into the world that could help other people. How is your music and uh, your charity, iPain, connected? iPain, in um, 2015, we wanted to think outside the box and do something totally different that we had never done before. And uh, we came up with the concept of creating an original song that could help raise awareness to the public about what challenges people with chronic pain face, but also be an anthem for people who live with chronic pain. And there's 1.5 billion people worldwide that live with a condition that causes or involves chronic pain. We wanted to be that hope and that light and get them moving. A lot of times patients will isolate themselves and, and just sit in bed, stop moving, stop dancing, stop uh, living to their life to the fullest. And we feel like music can do that. So we decided to move forward with this project and we enlisted some top uh, singers, songwriters, producers in Los Angeles, California, and brought together this song at, that we call Hope is True. Mm. And uh, we use that to shine a light on what we're doing and what the chronic pain community is going through and hopefully we'll use it to uh, give motivation to the patients and caregivers, but also help lower societal stigmas on people who are living with chronic pain and have some disabilities or limitations because of that pain. That makes a a lot of sense. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the song Hope is True and uh, the journey of that song? When we started playing the song together, we wanted it to be something that was an anthem something that could reach out to the the pain patients, not just um, about their physical pain, but we wanted to connect socially, cognitively, physically, spiritually, um, really developmentally, and show them that 
through the song as well as the music video, which is a whole story. The song we wanted to be something relatable to the public, but the the music video we contacted the silhouettes from America's Got Talent television show, and their leader Lynn Wagner Patton said she has chronic pain herself, and she thought this would be a great project for the silhouette dancers to be involved with. And for us, using the silhouettes was amazing because pain happens to every race, every religion, every age, and it doesn't discriminate. And with the silhouettes, you never see a face. It's the silhouettes of people. And um, we got them to tell their story through silhouette work and then had uh, graphic designers and producers build a whole world around what the silhouettes were doing. So it really trans forms a person into this new world. And you can you can watch it uh, on YouTube or on our website, um, hopeistrue.org. Or you can put a VR set on and actually watch it inside the world, which is quite a neat experience. So we wanted it to be something that really touched anybody and that could be interpreted in any different way that the person listening to the song needed it at the moment, as well as use the video to tell a story about chronic pain and finding hope, health, treatments, going through the minefield of the healthcare system and knowing that you're not alone. That's so important. And it's, it must have been amazing to work with, with a group like that. It was quite an experience. And like I said, uh, Lynn actually has chronic pain herself. And then four of the dancers out of the team of 30 dancers uh, that performed for us, they four of them have chronic pain. And a couple of them had uh, family members that have chronic pain. So it really became something that was inspirational for all of them, as well as for, for us and our team. And, you know, I didn't do this all by myself. It took a whole team of people. And um, it was something that we all got to put our input on and collaborate and say, no, as a patient, I, I think we should go in this direction. Or as a caregiver, we need to make sure we cover these certain things in the video. and and um, it really was a collaborative process that we believe is hopeful and helpful for people in the chronic pain community. Wonderful, wonderful. And during the process of making that, did you uh, make accommodations for your participants with chronic pain? Absolutely. That's so important. And um, we made sure when we were filming it and as we were writing it, that we um, took time, we took breaks as needed. We didn't put any pressure on anybody. We let the uh, performers do what was in their wheelhouse. So if they had some limitations, we made sure that we included those into it, in, into the music video and uh, showed that you can use hope and help to get the care that you need. But really running throughout the, we filmed for four days for the music video. And um, we had to do that instead of like cramming it all into one day, we had to make it a process where we broke it up into sections and was able to, to make accommodations for those that were in the video that have chronic pain challenges, as well as for Lynn, who is the coach of the silhouettes, the owner of the silhouettes. And, um, and she has limitations herself. So we really were mindful during the process to make sure that everybody was a part of that. And we've done that not just with Hope is True, but also our two other songs that, that uh, 
we've since developed. A lot of times people who are creative and were very physical before they got sick, they're no longer able to do the things that they were able to do before. And hopefully through this process, we show them that there is a will, there is a way, and you just have to think outside the box and come up with something different to show people how to do it and give them that inspiration and hope that they can do it too. Would you be able to tell us a little about a bit about uh, you and your team's process for creating a song? We had to really study the process and learn how to sign up as producers. And um, we really didn't want there to be one name on the song. So although we worked with top studio producers and, and teammates, that the singer is, is a Grammy-winning artist. But instead of putting their names on it, what we did is we put it under the banner of IPAIN, International Pain Foundation, and the artist is known as IPAIN, so that the um, song could stand on its own and be an anthem for the chronic pain community. Because if you come out and you say, like, this person sang it, and wow, all of a sudden the, the focus goes to that one singer instead of to what we were trying to create, which was this big picture that was helpful and hopeful for so many people. and. You know, so we had to we had to go through production. We had to sit in the theater or in the uh, production facilities, and we actually the version that is out on radios and available online and 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 um, to the public. That's version eight. <laughs> it took us eight versions to get the one we wanted. It was like, okay, add more cowbell, add more, add this, add that, change this word to to loud instead of love. Um, you know, it, it really came down to the little nuances that we could do throughout the process and make the song a song that would connect with people and be motivational and inspirational. And, you know, then we had to go through marketing the song and how we went about that. We put it out on 29 different platforms. We had CDs created that we gave away at live events that we were attending. Um, we had a launch party in uh, Los Angeles because, you know, most people aren't a one hit wonder. A, a lot of times to, to make a song that can last and stand on its own, you need to do a lot of marketing and publicity. People usually forget that part. And that part is the most expensive and important part of the, of the process was getting what we made out. Because if people don't hear it, it doesn't touch anybody. It doesn't help anybody or change anybody. So it was really important to, to get the song out to people. And even you know, all these years later, we just had a, an event um, this past weekend, Healthy Voices by Johnson & Johnson & Jansen, who they came to us and said, hey, we love your anthem. Can we do a contract with you to play it throughout our three-day event? And it's a, a very hopeful song. So even all these years later, because we didn't attach one specific name to the song and we held on to all the mechanical rights and synchronization rights, people don't realize there's both uh, mechanical and synchronization rights when, when you have a song. So we own 200% of the song. Uh, we were able to work with them and uh, let them use the song over the weekend to uh, motivate and help and inspire the attendees at their event who are all healthcare related. So. Uh, it still lives on, and we are still out talking about it, sharing it, and um, letting people know that this song exists and that we're really proud of it.
as you should be, you should be very proud of what you've achieved. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience of manage, managing musicians and bands? Yes. So uh, before I was a creator, I actually, back in college, my sister and I started a company called BAM Productions, Barbie and Marbie Productions. And um, we were managing five bands and we were setting up um, anything from small one-time gigs to one of the bands, Schroeder. We set up a whole national tour around the United States for them. And um, it's really a, a great pleasure in and being a part of creating an event that you're touching people's lives that you never would know or connect, but because you're, you're bringing this band and you're bringing live music to a group of people, it's really exciting, but it does take organization and it is a process. You know, we had to put in media kits, put those together. We had to make tons and tons of phone calls and then send out, back then it was cassette tapes. <laughs> um, we would send out the cassette tapes and now we can send a digital copy over and say, hey, we'd love to get this song on your radio station. We believe it's a fit because it's in the genre that you're uh, listening to or playing for your listeners. And um, But back then we had to really uh, get our, our bodies moving and, and hit the road and talk to the club owners and to the event producers and bring this process together as well as the creative side of it, you know, with creating hope is true. That took almost two years to create, get it right, get the marketing ready and then put it out to the public. And then it's continued with marketing since then. But I kind of, at the time that we were launching this, I equated it to um, having an elephant because the elephant takes two years to be born once it's um, conceived and uh, the mother carries it for two years. And it's kind of like a similar process. You have to make sure that all of the parts of bringing this baby, bringing this music to the public are organized, are well thought through, are produced well. Uh, I was saying earlier, um, audio counts a lot more than video. And um, although music videos are fun, they're typically not the first thing that you do in the process. You typically come up with the lyrics or the melody to the song first, and then you create around that. And um, it, it's kind of like having an elephant. <laughs> creating an elephant is creating this song that you want to be large, be something that touches people, be positive and uplifting and motivating. And um, an elephant kind of represents that for me. I love that because elephants are such beautiful and also creative creatures. They're one of the few yeah. animals that can be actively creative. Yeah, I've, I've seen elephants paint and it, it sells for a lot of money <laughs> when that elephant paints. And um, they, they are creative and they can they can um, think on their on their feet and they can basically decide like, okay, where should I go? What should I do? Instead of just acting on instinct, they're like making decisions. And an elephant is large and you want your music to be large. You want it to touch people and mean something when people hear it. And it, really the process was, was that two-year birthing process that an elephant goes through so that they can become creative. I love that as a metaphor. That's so touching. Elephants are also one of the few creatures, in addition to humans, that can have post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. Do you think that music 
can be therapeutic for both the listener and the creator. Absolutely. It's, it's great. When you create a song uh, or a poem, some, anything creative as, as a human, we love to have that outlet and it's therapeutic for us. At the same time, the listener, when you hear a song that snaps you back to a great moment in your life, a great memory, it, it can take you to a great place. Or if, if you went through a traumatic time, a song can be triggering and take you back to a traumatic time. So it really can happen in a way that we hope that our music is positive and, and brings positive memories back for the listener, as well as um, if they have a negative experience related to a song that maybe they can um, stop bringing that song a- around them so much. But like with an elephant, they could be like coming through with a marching band and that could be stress or someone in the crowd throws a drink at them or something like that. And they will relate that back just like you were saying to the music, whatever was going on, but the music, that rhythm, it stays with you, whether it's a positive or negative experience, it is something that we need to as humans and with the animals around us do well with choosing the music and making sure that, you know, music therapy can help you lower your blood pressure de-stress. It, it could also, if it's a, a song that has a traumatic memory connected to it, be harmful for you. So, you know, you really want to make sure that you're using the right music for your life. I, I do infusion therapy and I have the same exact playlist. When I started music uh, uh, infusion therapy back in t- 2009, I had the same playlist now that I listen to four times a year because I know all the songs on there are safe and positive and hopeful and get me through that four-hour infusion on a positive note and keep me thinking positive. And hopefully the, the new songs that we create with iPain will do that for our listeners as well. What are your and iPain's plans for the future? We do plan to make more songs. And, and since Hope is True, we've created two more. One's an instrumental version that we use in a lot of our PSAs. And then um, the second one, or the third one for us, uh, was uh, Go for Wuhan style, which was a PSA about the coronavirus and making sure that you wash your hands, you wear your masks, and helping to lower uh, the stigma in society. Because a lot of times people would see prior to COVID or coronavirus happening uh, with this pandemic, people would see someone with a mask on and kind of shy away or move away when really that mask was there to protect you. And um, now it's uh, more understood and more learned that masks are okay. It's to protect the the people around you. And um, when we first uh, created Go for Wuhan style, that wasn't the case. There was a stigma attached to it. So um, it actually just won an award a couple of weeks ago for health health information technology, um, the Mitigi video of the year award. It's an original song with an animated video that we worked with a company called Intellectric Productions and um, came out with that really fast. We actually did that one in about a week and got it out to the public. And um, we had a team working with us on that as well. And, uh, you know, we are going to keep creating as we see the need to have our, our own music that fits the projects and programs that we're doing to help the chronic pain community we are going to continue to grow and to uh, put new songs out into the public. 
Oh, well, absolutely. Congratulations. That is a fantastic achievement. Everybody should be paying attention to you as an organization. It seems like you're doing fantastic work. Uh, And of course, I'll be popping links uh, to where people can either listen to or buy uh, uh, your music. Uh, And I would, again, I would encourage my listeners, this is a fantastic cause. Uh, It's a fantastic group of people, really creative, wonderful people. So uh, if you can, go and buy it. If all you can do is listen, I'm sure that will also be very helpful. Absolutely. And the money all goes to International Paint Foundation to help with our education projects. So it is going to a good cause and it's a reasonable price. So um, if you if you just want to listen or watch the music video, it's free to do that. But if you'd like to have this in your playlist on, on your devices, you can uh, buy a downloadable copy or a CD and um, participate and, and help the chronic pain community. Do you have a piece of advice for new creators who want to incorporate charity work or um, uh, you're doing good into their work? Absolutely. If you have a song that seems to resonate, you you believe that you're, you're creating something that resonates with something, a, a charitable cause, whether it be forest fires or food insecurities or chronic pain, reach, go online and Google and reach out to charities within that realm and say, hey, I'd like to collaborate and, and you know, hey, I can give you a, a dollar per per sale or, um, you know, how much do you want to collaborate? Reach out and seek out because this is definitely a creative way to make a difference as an artist, as well as a, as a producer, as well as a charity and get a message out to people to uh, make a difference in the world of music, as well as any other charitable cause that people need to hear about. That's wonderful advice. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're sharing this. And can I ask a favor of your listeners? Of course, go ahead. All right. So I want you guys right now to like, subscribe, share, and let everybody know how awesome this podcast is, how music makes you feel, and give a review. Because, you know, it it really does take a lot to do a good podcast. And especially when you have to be creative on top of the creative. So please leave a great review. Thank you so much. I always feel embarrassed about asking for that. But when my guest does it, that feels completely (laughs) different. (laughs) It is. I'm so thankful for you letting us share our, our story and our charity and our songs that I wanted to do that for you as well. So thank you for letting me do that. Oh, not at all. Thank you so much. And uh, I will definitely be keeping an eye on your future work. Come on, let's go. I feel it too. Come on with me. We'll make it through. We're here. We're strong.
thank you so much for listening. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production. 